Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and we're going to have an exciting episode today, so let's dive right into it. So what can you expect on episode number six of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast? Well, first, we're going to look at who is the greatest to wear the number 97. I know, I know, you're all going to yell at your phone and say, this is no contest, but when we get into this, you're going to understand why I needed to do this segment. Secondly, we'll get into the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast Flow Chart. We'll pick up a couple more teams on that, add it to our chart, and see where they fall in with the teams we've already done. And finally... We're going to look at some pickups I made this week uh, on eBay or at a card show. So again, an exciting episode, a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. But before we get into it right away, just a reminder that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is by no way, shape, or form a financial advice podcast when it comes to hockey cards. It's just my opinion on such things that I love to collect, and that is hockey cards. So our first segment, as mentioned, is who is the best player to wear the number 97 in the NHL so far? Now, like I said, I know everyone's sitting there looking at their phone or yelling at their phone going, what in the world is this idiot talking about? We all know the greatest number 97 is Connor McDavid. Well, here's why I'm bringing this up. A podcast I listen to, which is one of my favorite podcasts, is the Hockey Cards Gong Show podcast with Josh and Troy. Now, what they do is every week, based on their episode number, they take what the greatest player is at that number, again, based off their episode, and they based it off of an article from the hockey writers. So, first of all, Shout out to Josh and Troy. Uh, if you haven't heard their podcast, please go listen to it. Uh, they get into some really great topics. They, they really uh, do a great job with the research they do. So again, that's the Hockey Cards Gong Show podcast with Josh and Troy. Go check it out. So let's get back to what we were discussing. So again, they, they take this article by the hockey writers about the greatest NHL player to wear uh, each jersey number. And when they got to their episode number 97 of their podcast, which they did uh, go over 100, congratulations, gentlemen, keep up the good work, it was a no-brainer this was going to be Connor McDavid's number. But if you look at that article, they say it's Jeremy Roenick. And let me read from you directly what they're saying or why they put him there. It says, the greatest number 97, Jeremy Roenick. 
With all due respect to Jeremy Roenick, it's only a matter of time before this spot is occupied by Connor McDavid. McDavid would already have claimed the number as his own, but Roenick was a stud in his own right. What they're basing this off of is McDavid's only played eight years in the NHL, whereas Jeremy Roenick played 20. And I think that's kind of the factor that pushed this writer to say this is why Jeremy Roenick was the greatest number 97 until Connor McDavid's stats, you know, kind of pile up as the years go on. When I heard that on that episode, it, it, it took me down this rabbit hole to say, you know what, I, I don't agree with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to bring out both of the players' stats, Connor McDavid and Jeremy Roenick, based off of eight years of their career. We know Connor McDavid is an eight-year pro. Jeremy Roenick was a 20. So I wanted to look and say, in both players' first eight years, does the statement that Roenick may be the better player stand out, or maybe we see something else as far as what Connor McDavid shows us? So right off the bat, if we take their first eight years, um, I got this information from Stathead Hockey. Connor McDavid played in 569 games. Jeremy Roenick played in 524, so relatively close. Now, goals. Connor McDavid has had 303 goals in an eight-year span, whereas Jeremy Roenick had 267. So again, in the same ballpark. Assists. Connor McDavid has 547. Jeremy Roenick has 329. Okay, a little bit of a difference there. So overall points, Connor McDavid has 850, and Jeremy Roenick has 596. So from that alone, we kind of see, you know what, Connor McDavid does have an edge. But let's keep going. If we go down to game-winning goals, Connor McDavid has 64 game-winning goals, where Jeremy Roenick only has 38. Connor McDavid has 1,948 shots on goal in that eight-year period. Roenick had 1,452. So again, Connor McDavid, a little more offensive. But here's where it kind of separates, at least for me. If we look at their awards and honors, well, neither of them have a Stanley Cup. So that evens them out right away. But here's where they separate. The Hart Award. Connor McDavid has two of those. Jeremy Roenick has zero. The Ross Award. Connor McDavid has four. Jeremy Roenick, zero. And all-star appearances. Connor McDavid has five. Jeremy Roenick has zero. So right there, you can kind of see where they separated. Again, if we look at it based off of their first eight years in the NHL for both of them, my opinion is... Connor McDavid is the better player, period. He's a much more offensive player. He can, you know, take over a game at any given point. Now, this is no knock on Jeremy Roenick whatsoever. I watched Jeremy Roenick play a number of games, and that guy was a great hockey player. He he won a lot of big games. He was in a lot of big games. But again, if we're saying who's the greatest to wear that number, it comes down to the final, you know, all the stats put together. And based off what I'm seeing, again, my opinion is the greatest player to wear number 97 should be Connor McDavid, even right now with the stats he has. Because as we saw with the stats, Jeremy Roenick, again, great player, 
but did not equal out to those stats. If he could have at least been a lot closer, maybe we could have the discussion, but the separation just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. So again, that was just uh, something I thought about when I heard this information. I even went a little bit further, and I actually looked up the same idea on the website the athletic which i i love i'm subscribed to the athletic i read a lot of their articles and funny enough their greatest number 97 was Connor mcdavid and let me just read what they wrote and it kind of summarizes what i kind of thought before i found this it says mcdavid won the heart trophy once the ted lindsay award and the art ross trophy each twice before he turned 22 he finished first first, second, and second in the scoring race over the last four years. McDavid is one of the greatest offensive talents the NHL has ever seen, and he's only just getting started. I think that sums it up why he should be the greatest number 97 to wear that number, period. So again, I want to shout out to Josh and Troy for, you know, taking me down this rabbit hole to look at something uh, that they brought out from an article maybe a little bit differently. What I'd like to hear is your opinion on the matter. Uh, what do you think about it? Is Connor McDavid or maybe Jeremy Roenick based off of something else we didn't cover? Either way, shoot me a message on the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast on Instagram. There you can see all the updates and uh, the discussions we are having on hockey and hockey cards. So again, love to hear from you. And let's move on to the next segment. Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast Flow Chart. And that's right. It's time to update the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast Flow Chart. Uh, we have a few teams on there already, but let's continue on. So today we will be discussing the Chicago Blackhawks, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, as a reminder, in case you're just tuning in, you know, without listening to the previous episode, all we're doing here is we're taking off of each team the top three offensive players on the current roster, top offensive defensemen, and the top goalie. And we're taking them, getting their PSA 10 values for their young guns, getting a total for each team, and then getting an average for them as well. And the idea is to see if there's any correlation between the overall value of their PSA 10s based off of their performance in the recent years. So to start it off, we're going to start with the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, right off the bat, Obviously, Connor Bedard will not be on this list uh, because he was just recently uh, drafted by them, hasn't played in the NHL yet. So it's going to, again, be only players on the current roster who have played in the NHL. They've also have some people leave as well, too. So this list is uh, quite entertaining when you break it down. So their top three offensive players are Andreas Anastasio, Tyler Radish, and Taylor Hall. Their defenseman, offensive defenseman, was Seth Jones, and their top goalie was Peter Morazic. So if we take Andreas Anastasio's stats, he played in 81 games, 20 goals, 20 assists for 40 points. His PSA 10 Young Guns has a pop count of 45, and the average value for them is $25. Next, Taylor Radish played in 78 games, had 20 goals, 17 assists, 
37 points and his PSA 10 pop count for his young gun is 68 and his value comes out to be about $60 for that. Finally, latest acquisition, Taylor Hall, played in 61 games, had 16 goals, 20 assists for 36 points. Now his PSA 10 pop count is 221 and it sells on an average for $110. Moving on to Seth Jones, who played in 72 games, had 12 goals, 25 assists for 37 points. Now his PSA 10 pop count is 237, but again, it only sells for about 35 to $40. And finally, their top goalie that year, stat-wise, was Peter Mrazek, played in 39 games, had 10 wins, 22 losses, a 3.66 goals against average, and a save percentage of 0.894. Now his PSA 10 pop count is 56 and sells around 60 to $70. So if we take all five of them, add them up, comes out to about $300 total for all five of those cards, which is about an average of $60 a card. Again, we've talked about this before. Here's a team that's on the rebuild. I mean, there's no big names on there. You see the guys at the top. Nobody really collects their cards other than, again, true uh, Chicago Blackhawks fans. That's what we're seeing in the market. But again, with that new young buck coming up, Connor Bedard, he hopefully will be on this list as well as some of these other guys to get their stats up. And maybe they, you know, make a shift in the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast flowchart for next year. Now let's move on to the Colorado Avalanche. So their top three offensive players on the roster are obviously number one, Nathan McKinnon. Number two, we just uh, had him in a recent episode about hockey card market love, Miko Rantanen. And number three was JT Comfort. The top offensive defenseman was Kale McCarr. And their top goaltender last year, stat-wise, was Alexander Georgiev. So, Nathan McKinnon played in 71 games, had 42 goals, 69 assists for 111 points. Really nice season. His PSA 10 pop count for his young gun is 1,341, and that sells on average for about $450. Number two, my man, Miko Rantanen. Played in 82 games, 55 goals, 50 assists for 105 points. Now his PSA 10 pop count is 904. And now they're selling for $145 on average. When we did our episode about him, they were only selling for about 130. So, you know, the weight of this podcast definitely helped my man in his market. Uh, Just joking. And finally, the last player was JT Confer who played in 82 games, 17 goals, 36 assists for 52 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 12, and it sells for about $35. If we move on to Kale McCarr, the defenseman, he played in 60 games. He had the injury bug last year, had 17 goals, 49 assists for 66 points. His PSA 10 pop count for his young gun is 2,000. 203 and they sell on average right now for about 425 dollars he had a down year not only statistically but in the hockey card market as well um i think a lot of that is also correction from the pandemic when you know everyone just went crazy and was you know just throwing money at cards so you know he he saw an adjustment i i always thought you know if he keeps performing this would be the level uh that his card value would be and if we look at the goaltender alexander georgiev he played in 62 games he had 40 wins 
16 losses, a 2.53 goals against average, and a save percentage of 0.919. Um, his PSA 10 pop count, I believe, was only around 25, and it sells on average for about $85. So if we look at the total of all five of those, they come out to 1,140, which averages out to $228 per card. So we can see, again, an established team, They've kind of got, you know, all the pieces in place. They just need to figure out what that final piece may be for the seasons moving forward. But they're coming off a recent Stanley Cup win. So again, the, the prices are reflected in the market because of the star power that they have uh, in this franchise. And our last stop on the flow chart is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Their top three offensive players were Johnny Goudreau. Patrick Lani and Boone Jenner. Their recently acquired defenseman that was on the Flyers last year, Ivan Provolov, is their top offensive defenseman, again, because he was on the roster when we started doing this segment. And their top goaltender was Giannis Corposalo. Always like saying that name. So Johnny Goudreau's stats, he played in 80 games, 21 goals, 53 assists for 74 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 461 and sells on average for about $80. Patrick Lane played in 55 games, had 22 goals, 30 assists for 52 points. His PSA 10 pop count is 1,045 and sells on an average right now for about $65. The final player on that list was Boone Jenner, who played in 68 games, had 26 goals, 19 assists for 45 points. Uh, I couldn't find a PSA 10 pop count, but the few that were for sale were selling again for about $60. Ivan Provorov played in 82 games, had six goals and 21 assists for 27 points with the Flyers, I might add. And his PSA 10 pop count is 150 and they're selling for about $30. And finally, the goaltender Corposalo. Played in 26 games, had 11 wins, 11 losses, a 3.17 goals against average, and a save percentage of .939. Couldn't really find a good PSA 10 pop count for him, uh, but the ones, again, that I saw that sold or that were on the market, it was around $30, maybe $40. Um, since this recording. So again, another example of a franchise that's trying to figure out how to get back into the winner's circle. Um, they do have some nice names on there. Goudreau and Lanes. That's that's two solid guys in the NHL. But, you know, Patrick was hurt last year. Goudreau, I believe he underperformed based off of that Calgary year. So they have some things they need to figure out to really help not only their card value, but also their team to get back into the winner's circle and, uh, you know, contend for a Stanley Cup. And there's the buzzer ending our period. But before we go into the locker room, guess what? We got some overtime. We have to discuss the pickups that I have this week. So let's get into a little bit of overtime and see what I've been uh, picking up at shows and online. 
first off, um, I want to talk about some pickups I made this past weekend at a card show that I attended. One of these episodes in the near future, I'm going to discuss kind of, uh, you know, what I do when I go to card shows, what I look at, but I highly recommend, you know, go out and support your local card shows or if you're close to cities, you know, go support those bigger card shows as well too because uh, you meet some great people and you find some really great deals. So the first deal I made at the card show was with a gentleman and his son at his booth. And at this card show, there was really only two people that had a hockey card selection. So I hit both of those tables pretty hard. But what I picked up from him was a Cole Caulfield Young Guns, a JJ Paterka Young Guns, and a Shane Pinto's Young Guns all raw. Now I paid $80 for the three cards, which I thought was a relatively fair price. I mean, Cole Caulfield's going for about 65, 70, 75. So really I, I paid for that card and he threw in the other cards, you know, for a couple of bucks each. Now the reason why I kind of paid up for the Cole Caulfield especially is uh, I looked it over and to me it looks really clean. Uh, so this is going to be one that I definitely put in for grading. As well as the other two, I thought they were very clean as well too. So these three cards will be sent to PSA. And for my second pickup at the card show, I hit the second table that had uh, a nice amount of hockey cards. And I walked away with two Connor Hellenbuck exclusives numbered out of 100. Now these aren't the young guns. These are just the in-season card. Um, it's for the 21-22 season. But again, there were two of them. One was uh, 12 out of 100. The other one was 51 out of 100. I picked up another J.J. Paterka Young Gun card, but this one is a PSA 10. And my final pickup from the table was a Jeremy Swayman uh, 2022 Artifacts Auto. So those uh, four cards I picked up for just about $90. I thought it was a relatively fair deal. Um, I paid up a little bit more, but again, I wanted the JJ uh, PSA 10 to add to my collection. I collect Swayman. And the two Connor Helen Bucks, again, the, they're out of 100. They're very clean. I'm going to send these off for grading as well, too, because I think once this guy gets moved and with the new team, that's going to reinvigorate him a little bit. And I think he's going to start picking things up. Uh, statistically with wins and his uh, card will start seeing some love in the market. So those are the two deals I got uh, at my local card show. Let me know what you think about them at the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast on Instagram. And my final pickup this week was on eBay. And I'm very excited about this pickup. I picked up a 2016 Upper Deck Young Guns. Can you guess who it is from that year? That's right. It's Mitch Marner. So I picked up his Young Gun PSA 10 off of eBay. Um, I think I got a great deal on it. I bought this card for $265, and I think it was $5 shipping, so $270 into this card. Um, I'm ecstatic about this. I sold one of these a few months back for, you know, $330 or $40. So basically all I did was take that money I, I sold, reinvested into him, and I come out with a profit. Uh, again, I'm very high on Mitch Marner in this upcoming season. I think Toronto may have finally figured out how to get to at least a couple of uh, rounds in the playoffs, you know, winning them, and maybe have a shot at, uh, you know, going Stanley Cup. I, I think they added some nice pieces. But again, with them, it's still going to come down to two things. What's their defense and goaltending going to be? And can they handle the pressure? 
in the playoffs when, you know, they get to that point where it's like, uh-oh, we've been here before. Being a Bruins fan, I, I witnessed uh, one of the most epic uh, comebacks in NHL history, uh, not only game-wise, but series-wise when it comes to us playing them. So, But as far as Mitch Marner, the player, I'm absolutely in, in love with him. I, I want to get as many of these cards as I can, and if I can get him at this price... I will be tremendously happy with that, especially when the season comes and especially when the playoffs start. Folks, that's the end of our podcast. Uh, We had to go a little bit longer than the period, but you know what? Uh, We went into some overtime and then we had to do a little shootout. But hopefully you take a little something away from the podcast. And even if you don't take anything away from it, uh, basically you just listen to some guy talk about hockey and hockey cards for the last 27 minutes or so. And you know what? In my book, that's not such a bad day. So I'd like to thank everyone who listened to this episode and any other past episode. If you like what you hear, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, push all those buttons to get more people to listen to this podcast so we can grow our community and really uh, have fun talking about something we love, and that's hockey and hockey cards. Until the next time we speak, I'm Jay. This is the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, and we will see you soon.